is it a woman? Mm -hmm. I knew it. <laughs> I felt like you met her somewhere else, but she's here. Yeah, I just got chills. Welcome back to The Q-Files. On this episode, we will be joined by a medium and conduct our first seance. We'll catch up with an old friend, learn her darkest secret, and finally understand why she needed a place to hide. Honestly, we were always a bit skeptical about mediums and never really used them on an investigation or a ghost hunt. It wasn't because we particularly believe that all mediums are fake or insincere, or that they might be just another soothsayer in a long line since the beginning of time, trying to bilk the grieving or the brokenhearted out of their gold. No, it is just that what they see and report cannot be corroborated. At least with ghost hunting equipment, you can get EMFs lighting up, dowsing rods moving, EVPs, spirit boxes speaking to you, that at least seem to be a more objective evidence of an entity's presence. With a medium, well, you just have to trust what they say. I'm sure we've all had the charming experience of meeting a stranger and instantly connecting. There's almost something cosmic about it, as if your soul knows their soul. You don't know each other, but there's something about them that's familiar. A few years back in 2017, I was at a Halloween party. My boyfriend's friend group hosts these amazing Halloween gatherings every year. This particular year, they had invited a psychic medium to read tarot cards. It was fun. Everyone was scheduling appointments to sit with her. Steven, my boyfriend, is always incredibly, adorably hesitant to do weird things with me, so we scheduled an appointment together. As we entered the room and began to sit down, Rebecca, the medium, had a curious look on her face. Initially, I assumed it was a costume, so we had gone as characters from the show Westworld. Only we had overestimated the popularity of the show, and while the body cleaners and our excellent costumes based on them were plainly obvious to anyone who watched, they were not obvious to many. We looked like a hazmat crew, but as it would turn out, Rebecca didn't care about the costumes. She thought she knew me. After we determined that was unlikely, she quickly quipped, you know, you could do this. And I laughingly replied, I do. I know this sounds weird to you, but ever since the time I read for you, like mm -hmm. I have just never forgotten you. I know that sounds weird. I no, know that it sounds, doesn't. You know how you have a connection with somebody? He's got that thing. Like he I really remember does. that party. I don't remember who I did the party for. I don't remember. I remember nobody else that night other than you and your boyfriend. Yeah. That's, there's, I just weird. I feel like we have some weird connection. Um, I even told him that night, I was like, oh, you could do this. He's like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how much I remember you. Yeah. She then proceeded to give Stephen and I truly phenomenal readings. She has a noticeable gift. And when Lori and I decided that we wanted to do a seance and share it, I knew there was really only one option for who would be the perfect person to lead us through the experience. Rebecca. So, we invited her to Lori's house, and boy howdy was I right. Divine God, source, infinite intelligence, universal energy, our guardian angels, spirit guides, loved ones. We invite you to join us in this circle 
surround us with your white light of love and protection. Help us to be open to receiving messages. All for the highest good. And so it is. So then we got down to the real reason we had invited Rebecca to sit with us that night. For a long while, we had been connecting and interacting with an entity, but there were only so many questions about her life that we could get answered with the traditional ghost hunting methods. We thought that maybe by inviting Rebecca, we might finally really get to know who she was. We hadn't told Rebecca a thing about this entity, and we hadn't even told her why we had specifically invited her on that particular evening. She knew nothing. And it had to be on February 22nd, 2020, because that was a very special night. I felt this woman, she felt, first of all, she knew I was coming. And number two, she felt a little mischievous to me. Um, I know this, I know this sounds weird, but, um, like almost flirtatious, like she was flirtatious. I, 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 this is gonna, like, I don't wanna say, I don't think she's a succubus or anything like that, but that's how she feels to me. Like she purposely messes with people. Um, uh, okay. She showed me, I too, I felt like you met her somewhere else, not here. Like, I knew that she was from something else, not you two here tonight. True. Um, and I felt like you met her, not in somebody's house. I felt like it was either in a building or like uh, some other, I don't know if it was a paranormal investigation that you two were doing, but it didn't feel like somebody's home to me. It felt like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I do, I've done paranormal investigations, but I've always done it in people's houses. I've never done it like, you know, the whole high reformatory or whatever. It yeah. feels to me like you, you, you met her in a place like that, not a different building. Um, so I know this can sound weird. Do you feel like she's followed you? I can, yes, she follows you too. She, it's like, I feel like she tries to mess with you in different paranormal investigations that you do. Um, she's very mischievous. I keep hearing the word mischievous. And she, she shows me herself with like shoulder length, maybe a little shorter than mine. Um, brunette hair and it's messy like it's just all over the place and she's very um she's she can be sneaky too like she'll be sneaky and uh steal keys she feels like she <laughs> needs to be the center of attention that's why she follows you to your different paranormal events because mm -hmm. she wants to she wants to be the center of attention she wants to, and she likes to mess with people. She's very mischievous, but kind of flirtatious. Okay. Um, it's weird because I don't, I, I knew she wasn't connected personally to either of you, but I do feel like she was connected to somebody else in a personal kind of way. Um, 
she she almost feels more like an entity versus a spirit. Does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how she feels to me. Mm-hmm. Got a little red in her hair. She's very. Um, I know that she she's showing me herself, kind of dressed, kind of risque. Wow. That's how she's showing me herself. Um. Okay. Has it been a while, like at least a year or two, since you first encountered her? Yes. Because I felt like it had been a while. Yes. Um, she makes me feel like she's been with you for a while. Um, so, there are, t- there are times um, I can feel a spirit or an entity but I, and I can see them and I can feel them, but I can't get a message from them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting a message from her. I don't feel she wants to, she doesn't want her secrets to be known. Huh. <laughs> but Consistent I know, part of the story. <laughs> yeah, but um, I definitely sense her, I definitely feel her. She knew I was coming. On, uh, when I was when I was meditating, this is why I always meditate before I go somewhere, because I'll start picking up on different spirits. And I felt this, I know you're coming, kind of thing. That's how I felt. Um, so have you felt her in? So I so you connected with her somewhere, but I feel like. Do you feel like she messes with your equipment when you're in different paranormal investigations? I mean, I don't think I've... I don't know that we ever attribute... Stuff gets messed with all the time. I don't know that we ever attribute it to her. Okay. And I get that, but I feel like she's telling me that she does that. Hmm. Like, I feel like she purposely... Almost like she's trying to squeeze her way in into all your investigations and be all about her. I almost feel like, I wouldn't say it's an attachment, but I almost feel like this is a kind of like she follows you. Oh, they're going here. Here's my chance. Does that make sense? It more, does. More than a little sense. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Should I? Go ahead. Yeah. Can we talk to her? At, Maybe yes. through sure. you? Yes. So this is why we're here tonight. Okay. Today is the 100th death anniversary of... A nun we met in, the Ursula nun we met in the old Toledo convent. Oh my gosh. hundred years today. She came to us, and particularly Shane and I, we ended up yeah. in some of the old nun's bedrooms. Very clearly appeared, communicated with us on the dowsing rods. We had orbs in the video. Yeah. I was driving my parents' car because I have this little lesbian truck that wouldn't fit everything. So I borrowed my parents' car. We went to the graveyard before we went to the convent to see all the sisters are buried in the same place. It's amazing Uh, to see. And sort of joking around, I said, why don't you jump in if you want to come to the convent? So we go to the convent. We connect with an entity that calls herself Madeline. Okay? So we come home. I return my parents car 
a week later, my parents call me and say, you need to get that ghost hunter group up here. We've had three sets of keys disappeared. Everything in the house has moved around. Come up and do something. So we did. And we connected with Madeline again. We couldn't get Madeline out of my, out of my parents' house. Right. One of the, our associates suggested that would I allow her to come here one night and stay and then we would take her back to the convent in the morning. I said yes. I put her in the car. I thought I did. Brought her back here. Poured a bottle of wine. Told my life story. Made us some pasta. I went to bed and when I went to bed I turned on the recorder. The next day there was an EVP a minute and a half long of Madeline walking around my bedroom. Oh my gosh. So the next day we took her back to the convent. Okay? okay. Or we think we did. So last June? Yeah. Last June we went back. Um, and one of the associates who uh, was very connected during the investigation was living in Seattle. Then we were in the graveyard and we called him. And he told us the real gravestone of where that was. And so it was a woman named Sarah Barron. Madeline was not her real name. Mm -hmm. It was a woman named Sarah Barron. And we went that night and reconnected with her that night too. Again, with Dallas and Ron's, that sort of thing. Uh, okay. So what we wanted to do, and we very much identified that she was a lesbian. There's your flirtatiousness. <laughs> Um, and sort of attached herself to me to a certain extent mm -hmm. and finding out and realizing I have a tombstone that states it very clearly um, it's her hundredth death anniversary today and we thought we I have a cake I thought we needed to celebrate that and celebrate that she entered our lives and we've communicated with her and we would like to continue to do that and we found out actually more about her now her physical life oh, okay. um, she was born in 1844 in Ireland uh, came to the convent at 29 years old so she had to have immigrated her father is John she, she wants to tell you mm -hmm. that she um, she wished that she could have lived her life the way you did that's what she just said to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. um, but her name was the same as her parents, making us believe she never was married. Um, and so she's arrived. We don't know when she was arrived, if they came over. And this is the things we would like to know, if possible. You know, when did you come? Why did you come? Um, you know, what was the passion that ended you up in the convent? Mm -hmm. And we're talking tonight, what do you love to eat? Like, yeah. we're just... You know, she was hiding. She, I'm hearing 1859. Um, so she, what she just said to me, 1859, and she felt like it was a place she could hide. I'm not sure why she needed to hide, but that's what she said to me. She said it was a place that I could hide. Uh, she makes me feel like she was escaping something. Mm, okay. Did, do you know if she came here with family? Because I almost feel well, like there's she, a disconnect between her and her family. And may have been, but she must have only because, like I said, her father and her mother, they all the same name. They must have all come together from Ireland Oh, and she would have been point. 15. I'm definitely, I'm confident on the 59, 18, because when you said to me, when did she come? I heard 1859. Really? Wow. Um, 
I just feel like she needed to escape her family and she felt like by going to the convent she could hide. Because she said to me, I could hide there. Because she didn't enter the convent till she was 29. She felt like she needed to hide, whatever that means. Yeah. I do feel that there, I definitely feel there is a disconnect between her and her family. Really? I do. Really? Yes. Uh, um, she makes me feel like... So you can't She just said to her. me, yes. She said family was different back then. Family was different back then. Um... She makes me feel like she had her family had some kind of hold on her that she was trying to get away from. Gotcha. Um, oh wow. Okay. So uh, I gotta tell you, I feel like there was somebody in the family, and I feel like it was a brother that sexually abused her because really? that's what she just showed me oh, wow. um, spirit usually feels comfortable telling me that because I've experienced that not gotcha. with my brother but gotcha. but I feel like she felt like that was what she needed to get away from wow. while she didn't join the convent till she was 20, 29 I guarantee you if you do her history you will see that between 15 and 29 there was there was she was trying to get away from that brother and the family because I almost feel like the family didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. They were in denial. Mm -hmm. That's why she said to me family was different back then. Um, I have to tell you, I feel like she struggled with her sexual orientation because of that. Mm -hmm. Because of that. Almost like she didn't want anything to do with men because of that. Not that, I mean, I believe, uh, you know, I don't feel like that. That, I'm not saying that made her a lesbian, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying I feel like that made her question her orientation back then. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, that's why she said to me, I was wondering why she said to me family was different back then. And that's why she said she wished she could live the life that you live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, she makes me feel like there's, she makes me feel like she went to the convent to hide. So whatever research you find out, I guarantee you. Sometimes spirit will give me something, and I don't know what it means myself. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell people on a scale from 1 to 10 how strongly I feel about something. And I, if you remember nothing else I said, remember that she went there to hide. Gotcha. Okay. She went there to hide. Um, so did she... She... I will tell you about her. She didn't really want to be a nun, by the way. I, I was just going to say, did she because have any connection to like, you know, she didn't sh take a chosen The way Ursula she shows me herself tells me that she didn't, the way I saw her was that she really didn't want to be a nun, but went there to hide. Yeah, because when you were ex ex uh, uh, um, describing sort of a risque dress, I was almost ready to say, would you believe she was a nun? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you were describing that you put her in the car and you brought, I was waiting for you to finish because I wanted to say, are you sure she was a nun? Yeah. Because of how I saw her and how she makes me feel. Yeah. Um, and she was very flirtatious. Do in our you still feel her around you? Um, 
because she feels this connection to you. I don't. I although I, I will say, as I told good. Shane, I had some. You know, dogs can sense spirit. Animals can sense spirit. It's kind of weird that she just came up here and did this. And she was here when she was in my bed when Madeline. Hi, love. Why, sweet girl? She feels her. Wow. Yeah, that's. That's why kind she's of looking unusual. at me like that. She feels animals are very yeah. sensitive to spirit. Hi, love. I know it's okay. You're safe. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right, love. Yeah, my question was, you know, was this a sincere dedication to? Christ and spirituality, or was it as it was with many nuns, a place to hide? It was a place to hide for her. I will tell you. I mean, she I think spent it's, 47 years there. I think it became a way of life for her. Mm -hmm. That's why she said to me she wished that she could live the life that you lived. She knew that she couldn't be herself. Mm -hmm. And that could be the hiding that she was talking about that she hid there for years. But she definitely said to me, I will tell you, the reason I ask if she, if you feel like she's still with you, because she feels, um, she doesn't want to leave you. She feels like, almost like, uh, not that you are or were, I'm saying, but almost like this sister feel to you. Mm -hmm. Like she feels a connection with you. Mm -hmm. And because you're living the life she didn't get to live. There is no question about it at all. Rebecca had described Madeline to A.T. It was astounding. And we were saddened by her estrangement with her family, and especially her abuse at the hands of a brother. But it all fit together perfectly now. We had indeed discovered Madeline a long time ago, in the place that she went to hide but there was one question we had yet to get answered. Let me ask, is, and we've asked her this many times, what we wish for most is her peace. Is there a way we can, first of all, we've never understood why she's still here and she seemed to still be in the convent. And number two, is there anything we can do to help her move on or just did you just see the candle a little bit yes. oh my God. <laughs> to help her move on or just somehow find more peace so um doesn't realize that there are people on the other side that that love her. Oh, especially if she was disconnected with family. Mm -hmm. No one's gone before to take yeah. her away. Yeah. She makes me feel like she's she afraid. feels afraid. Fear is holding her back. Um, she's afraid to move on because she's yeah, it feel, you know, she always did the safe thing. She never went out on a leap of faith. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She always did the safe thing, and this feels safe right now for her being here. It gives one pause to think about it. The possibility that what one experiences in their physical life might actually make one too afraid to embrace a transition into the spiritual and non-physical realm 
Maybe that is why so many spirits remain here with us. Is there any emotion more powerful than fear? Without even the imagination of love waiting for you on the other side, would any of us go? Might we all be too afraid? Might we all choose to remain where it feels safe? Might we all be too fearful to embrace peace because we never even experience love? So, might that space out there in limbo, in that world between the physical and the spiritual, just be another place to hide? And maybe, just maybe, the way we can help these weary and frightened spirits is to just show them that we love them. Give them a moment of love so that they might be able to hold to it and imagine it as they cross to the other side. And it might not help, but yes, we bought Madeline slash Sarah a cake to show her how much she meant to us, how much we loved her, and remind her of what a remarkable woman she really was. Oh, that's so pretty. All right, Madeline, that's for you, Sarah. Aww. That's for you. Oh. I just felt this overwhelming sense of love. Like she never felt that before. Wow. That no one ever gave her a cake before. Yeah. Not like, not in honor of her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's for you, Madeline. And Sarah, we think the world of you. And you know what? She may have always done the safe thing, but I will tell you, when we were at Collingwood, she was the first to talk to us. Yep. Wow. She felt a connection with you. That's why. That's she why. really did. She was always very brave about that. In the end, we hope this conversation with Madeline helped her find peace and maybe even gave her strength to pass on or do whatever it is she needed to do. And that she remembers us with love and friendship. It was a remarkable and memorable evening, one we will not soon forget, and we have Rebecca to thank for it. But little did we know, the night was not yet over. As Shane and I were sitting at the kitchen table many hours after Rebecca had gone and many hours after the session, I suddenly saw a man very clearly peek around the side of the kitchen cabinets. Not even ghostly looking, but looked like a real man in the flesh. And you know, I, I never have these kind of, 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 of seeing of apparitions. Shane always does, but I don't. This was really the first being I had seen. I gasped and I told Shane, uh, uh, and, and we of course quickly searched the house for a possible intruder. I mean, he looked so real, but no one was there. At least we didn't think they were. So I started calling the entity I saw the Peking Man. After Shane left, I decided to sit down alone with my recorder on and have a conversation with Madeline, the Peking Man, or anyone else who was in the house. Nothing quite prepared me for what I would hear on playback. Okay, Shane has just left and I thought I would sit down and see if maybe someone wanted to talk. Sarah, I know um, 
that the medium said tonight that you love to be the center of attention. <coughs> and that's fine. Um, but I'm thinking maybe we'd like to hear from the Peking Man. Um, I'd really love to know your name. I hate calling you the Peking Man, but... And Sarah, maybe you could tell the Peking Man that, you know, we're okay. We're friendly people. Um, as I've told you both, the guest room is open. There's comforters in there. You can spend the night. There's food. We have a cake for Sarah tonight. There's wine. There's food in there. It, it, you're welcome to it all. But I would really, really love to hear from the Peking Man. What's your name? You're welcome in this house. Don't worry about pork chops. She's very friendly. Oh, she'll growl a lot. Can you hear those knocks? That was not audible when I was recording. This absolutely seems like an entity desperate to communicate. And it continued for over four minutes. I drank in my wine. There's a bunch of wine in there. Help yourself. So... Who is this Peaky Man? He is obviously trying to reach us. Where did he come from? Why is he here? And what is his story? Hmm. Hmm. Seems like we just might be inviting Rebecca back again soon for another session. I have been on innumerable investigations and strange adventures with Lori. I don't know what we tapped into that night, or who may have been visiting us. What I do know is that I have never seen Lori react like that. I believe she saw something, someone. I also believe that Rebecca has an uncommon gift that allows her to reach into the vast consciousness of the universe and commune with entities unknown to most. It is a talent that I can't confirm, but I also can't deny. Hey, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, do us a favor and share it with a friend or two. You can follow along on our adventures by following the Q files on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This show was created by me, Shane McClelland, and Lori Gum. Until next time, friends, be weird, stay curious. These are the Q files. Is this a problem? I mean, it's gonna sound like pork chops chewing on a bone. Pork chop, come on, move, honey. Go on, go on, move on your, move on your bed. Come pork on. chop wants to participate uh, yeah, in our sales. What are you doing? She's under, completely She's under, the, under table. the table, under the cloth. Pork chop, come on. That's why I was moving around because she was like sitting on it and it was pulling, and I was like, uh, oh. now she's growling at me. <laughs> She's enjoying she, that's this. That's the one that has to be in the center of all the attention. Yes. Let me yes. tell you. Come on. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay. All right. All oh right. Behave goodness. yourself. My goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 